Hello, Internet, and welcome to another Tadpog podcast, a show that happens twice a week where two old guys talk about old games. Wait, wait, hold, wait, hold up, hold up. We're not doing... I got a story. We're not doing, we're not doing Tadpog. This isn't, this isn't Tadpog podcast. This is, this is two dudes in an S. We're not even on that show. No, no, we're not, but we're doing a promo. That. We're introducing their show, and we're going to plug our show in the process. So it works out, it works out for them because they get... They get us doing what we do, and then we get all their listeners. They promise that all of their listeners will start listening to our show. That's pretty f-ing good. It's pretty I good. I said it's pretty, pretty f-ing good. Yeah, yeah, we, we definitely all want all their all listeners. Hey, Jess. What's up, man? Uh, not much. Just robbing the rich and giving to the poor. No, wait. No, wait, wrong game. Or is it? Mm, maybe. It's the wrong game. We're not talking about Robin Hood. We're talking about Defender of the Crown. But Robin Hood's in Defender of the Crown. Yeah, he's loosely in it. Yeah, sort Just, of. Yeah, yeah. You know what I was thinking though when just it just came to my mind when you said, "Hey Justin." Uh-huh. I had, you know, first minute going into a tangent here, but uh one of our favorite moments in cinematic history on uh, Harold and Kumar, "Hey Rodney." What? What? The devil. The devil. Who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the devil man, that's is classic. everywhere. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> why do you think that's yeah. why we do it on yeah. the show because yeah. it takes us back yeah Christopher Maloney is, a, is awesome he he's is in so awesome. many just funny roles minor roles I know and he's in such a serious role on Law and Order too it just blows my mind yeah yeah <laughs> okay so Defender of Anyways. the Crown yeah well actually before we get into that I just want to say a little something or a few little somethings about the show in general uh, I have not been paying close attention to downloads because I, I used to stress out about it. Oh, we're going to have enough downloads this week or whatever. And I quit stressing about that and I quit paying attention to it. But we passed a hundred thousand plays slash downloads about 15,000 ago. Woo. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty incredible. Really? I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, we're not, uh. You know, we're not IGN or anything, but we've been going at it for about a year, and in a year's time, we've got we've gotten a hundred thousand plays slash downloads. Yeah. That's pretty incredible, if you ask me. We're nipping at their heels, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, although I will say, and you know, we like to badmouth Podomatic on this podcast. Um, oh, there's my train. Hey, train. What? Was it dude Tim that posted? <laughs> was it dude Tim that posted the train meme this past yeah. week? Yeah, it was. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Anyways, so we like to badmouth Potomatic on here, and I think Potomatic basically just straight up lied to us about our downloads because when we switched from Potomatic 
we lost half of our downloads. So either half the listeners did not follow us over after we switched off Podomatic, or Podomatic was just straight up lying to us the whole time. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Also, in show news, uh, our po- our uh, Patreon is doing awesome. We passed the $30 mark, which means we got a junk box coming. First week of May, I'm going to package it up and send it on its way. Now, with that, uh, I would say that we're going to limit it to a certain number of people, and preference goes to the Patreon people since they basically paid for it. So, that's the way that's going to go. Right, right, of course. And then on a slightly more serious note before we get into the show, I would like to say, you know, we're talking about donating to us, the podcast, right? Um, And we talked a long time ago, I think it was maybe our Star Tropics episode, we talked about a friend of ours who has has a kid, his name is Elliot, the kid's name is Elliot, Crabman is the, uh, the guy we're talking about, but I feel like we haven't been updating people on that, we, we asked him to donate a long time ago and then we kind of mm-hmm. didn't tell anybody, well the kid is here, it was born, which is actually a miracle in and of itself for the type of disease that the kid has, but, um, and he's pretty healthy, but he's not, he's not 100% healthy, obviously. And right, so they're right. they're spending a lot of time in the, in and out of the hospital and a lot of time on therapy and a lot of a lot of money on all this stuff too. So I guess what what I'm getting around to as much as I I hate asking people for money all the time and we just got through talking about asking people for Patreon and whatnot. I guess what I'm saying is if you're if you if you're touched by, you know, a child in need and you would rather give to that than our podcast, then maybe think about stopping the patreon contribution for a little bit and you can always come back and donate to us later but for now if you want to and just go check out the gofundme site i would recommend going mm-hmm. to gofundme or just google searching gofundme elliot crabtree and then just read his story they've got his story posted up there um, i'll also give out the gofundme it's gofundme.com slash b w zero d one g Okay, BW0D1G. You're probably better off just searching Elliot Crabtree and go find me. But just read his story. He's he's a close friend of ours. His 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 dad's name his dad is Josh Crabtree. Um, he's a close friend of ours. A close friend of the show. If Josh is super busy now that the kids is here and you know kind of a special needs kid, so he probably won't oh, be able yeah. to come on the yeah. show for a while. But we definitely want to get him on the show eventually, and you'll hear him from him eventually. But Kind of a downer at the beginning of the show, but the kid, the kid is doing good. So we, you know, he's in our thoughts, but he does. They they are in and out of the hospital, so there's a lot of. And I, some of you all, and I, I also want to praise some of our listeners have donated to this, and I definitely want to praise all those deep hatters that have have donated. Uh, we really appreciate. Just and I personally would like to thank you on that front. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, uh, if anybody's familiar out there with, you know, something called arthrogroposis, it's a, you know, it, it's a tough illness. It's uh, or a disability, I guess, uh, you know, it, and it's something that they're going to have to deal with for a long time. And uh, any little bit of help is going to be so beneficial, especially in these early, early years, because uh, this is when, you know, he, he's going to need a lot of therapy and things and, you know, so. Uh, any help? I mean, I mean, a penny, you know, yeah. would 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 help. Just it doesn't anything. matter. No, yeah. So, 
uh, that'd be really beneficial to a good friend of the show. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, so Defender of the Crown. Yeah. Now let's lift everybody's Defender. spirits back up with this amazing game, right? Right. <laughs> Maybe. Or is it amazing? I don't know. We'll talk about that in the gameplay. I, I, okay. I've got a lot to talk about in this game. Right. We could talk about a little bit of history. I would much rather talk about a little bit of history first, I think. Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Although whenever I think of tidbits, because we went to do Tadpog tidbits. Right. Where it was just be a two-minute thing where we I, talk about... I thought it was a minute-long podcast, tidbits. Well, that, well, I guess that works, too. I was just a minute... A minute to two minutes where we just talk about our junk on Facebook. And it's Tadpog Tidbits. Okay. So, Defender of the Crown is a strategy computer game designed by uh, Kellen Black. And that Kellen is spelled like Kelly with an N at the end of it. Kelly Kapowski? Uh, maybe. Uh, it was actually developed by CinemaWare. And it was originally released for the Commodore... Amiga? Is that how you say I that? I think it's Amiga. 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 Like Amiga. Yeah, like Amiga. Amigo, but Amiga. Yeah. Mi Amiga. Alright, this is getting out of here. Uh, which, which a lot of people on our Facebook group, which we'll get to that, talked about the Amiga version. Uh, and it was really kind of a, a graphic, had a, had, a, had a huge graphic quality on this computer game when it was developed. Uh, it was not something that had been seen before, and was originally re- released in 1986 for the Amiga. Now, the Amiga version, when it was released, was very well liked, but there was actually a few things that were left out because, uh, interestingly enough, CinemaWare was running out of money at the time that they were developing this game, so they just kind of wrapped it up, sent it out, and uh, they left a few things out. Like, and it was small things, uh, like there was one one of the uh, catapults would shoot fireballs, for example. But they just took it out because they needed to get it out because they were gonna go belly up if they didn't. Interestingly enough, Cinemaware eventually did go belly up, but not until later on. <laughs> but um, uh, so this game was, you know, released and very well received, and then ported multiple times. It was ported to DOS and Apple II, other computer gaming systems. Uh, and Macintosh also had a version. Then it made its way over to the Atari, and then the NES. And the port for the NES was a little bit different from the computer game. First of all, the box art was different. Uh, which I've got something funny to talk about in the box art, Uh-oh. but that's going to have to wait. <laughs> and uh, but there was loss in compute in the graphic and audio quality. Now, of course, I have not played the Amiga version. I was not able to track down an Amiga in the past week and a half. Mm, but uh, from what I've read and from the pictures that I've seen, the Amiga version, the graphics are a lot better than than the NES version. And apparently because of the NES's inferior uh, computing qualities, that's the reason. Um, they they, they kind of had to uh, tone it down a little bit. But apparently there are differences. And there's a little bit more in-depth strategic 
elements to the NES version than the Amiga version. Really? Um, so it'd be interesting to play the Amiga version. I'm sure there's a ROM out there that you can that you can play it. Um, but uh, I didn't actually take the time to go find that. Uh, did you? Is that a segue? No. Oh. I want to say one more thing. Okay. Uh, no, I didn't find it. Was re- it was an Amiga version. Yeah. It was, it was uh, um, of course, published by Ultra Games to uh, into the United States and or for the NES. Ultra, of course, did a lot of work with uh, other gaming systems, but came and got this one for cinema, CinemaWare. Um, and then, just to throw this out there, if anybody wants it, you can get a used version for about six bucks on Amazon or eBay. A uh, new inbox version for eighty bucks. So the NES version. Now, Michael, the NES version. Yes. Now, Michael, did you play this game? Have this game? Michael's quest to find the cart. Does he find it? Well, what kind of cart? A cartridge, maybe. Oh, a cartridge. Probably a cartridge. Cartridge. Okay. I mean, they are they are talking about this game, so I'm assuming that he did find the cartridge. Spoilers. <laughs> okay, there we go. Go on a giant quest. I did not go on a giant quest. I played this game in the demo version, as I air quote. Um, mm-hmm. The. And we all know what I what we're calling the demo version. We won't actually speak of the yeah. word, but um, I did I did order it though on eBay. It just didn't get here in time for me to play it, mm-hmm. so I couldn't find it so, locally. It's actually right. it's it's a pretty cheap game to be so rare. It it's actually a pretty rare yeah. game. It seems like it's hard to find, but um, it's actually not n- nobody really charges that much online. So I just I just got it online. It just didn't get here in time, so I ended up playing the demo version hmm. well in the small town that i live in michael you know i have one game store retro game store there mm-hmm. is actually a GameStop up here but uh, uh there is a little place that uh, mike and i have lovingly nicknamed shady game store mm-hmm. with and, love uh, they did with not love. right uh, yes yes they did not have it no very anticlimactic end to that story, but yeah, they didn't have it. So well, mine was. I also played either. the demo. I also played the quote-unquote demo version. Right. So. Well, that's okay. That's okay. So, segue. What did you think about your playing of this game? The game discussion. Right. I read it like the game because that's a Triple H. That's how he says his name on the WWE. The game. I don't like that voice. I think the game no, discussion. It seems like you're trying too hard. Dave, I love you. No, oh, well, okay. I love, I love you too, Tyler. Two but dude, I still two dudes in an NES. It's a NES. I, I claim I claim it's, it for myself. It's okay. Time to discuss the game. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm gonna preface this a little bit. At first, I was like, I don't really care for this game. It's, you know, I can't really figure out what's going on. I was having to look up in the strategy guides, kind of see what I was supposed to do. I was like, this just seems, the gameplay doesn't seem that good. Kind of anti-action-y. But I don't, I want to, after I started reading reviews about this game, I thought, maybe this is not a fair game to give a rating to 
playing it in a week and a half. This yeah. may be a game. That's what I read in a lot of the reviews. A lot of the reviews said, you know, first the game is just feels horrible. And then after, over time, it's like you get used to it, what you need to do, the gameplay, the controls, and it gets better. So maybe, you know, I wasn't crazy about it in this past week and a half, but maybe that's just because it's, it's not had a lot of time. I got you. I've not had a lot of time to play it. Okay, now that we've got your initial impression out of the way, and I'll tell you my initial impression is, is sort of what the same as you. First thing I thought of was risk. Mm-hmm. I thought it just... It just screamed risk to me because you're capturing right. territories and stuff, and it kind of feels like a board game. But first, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring back a little segment we haven't done in a few weeks, at least. Uh-oh. You ready for this? Yeah. It's called The Manual. Sweet. Boop, boop, Woo! Yeah. It's everybody's favorite segment, I know. Yeah. How, I like how it says how to play right on the first page. Mm-hmm. How to play Defender of the Crown. <laughs> yeah. Second page is limited warranty. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then look at this awesome, for those of you that can turn to page three, please, look at this awesome artwork on the right side. Mm-hmm. This evil looking mm-hmm. knight guy is basically capturing a scantily clad woman, looks like. Yes, uh, with a horse. It seems to be screaming, screaming in pain. <laughs> yeah. He's missing his sweet feed. He's like, where's my sweet feed? Oh, it's exactly right. Nice throwback there. Yeah. I'm trying to bring back <laughs> some more, some more throwbacks here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Putin would be impressed by the damsel in distress. Uh-huh. Yes, he would. England, 1149 AD. So this is, we're going, this, you get in the Wayback machine uh, for yeah. Defender of the Crown, yeah. you know, when history and fantasy mm-hmm. were one. Right. Yeah. I like this. Ripe with civil war, the once peaceful English countryside is tormented by trampling armies and thundering hooves, and its grassy knolls are stained red by knights and serfs. <laughs> yeah. The serfs? Yeah, poor serfs. I know. The serfs always get the bad end of the stick. Yeah, I know. Stinks. Mm-hmm. The, uh... Let's see, I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff here. You go raiding. You can buy an army. You can conquest. You can do tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to crown yourself? It's this game teaches you how to crown yourself. Right. Your goal mm-hmm. is to crush the three Norman castles, thus claiming the missing crown. To do so, you must accumulate wealth by conquering lands and raiding castles. With this stash of cash. You must build armies for further conquest and defense of your territories you've already claimed. The other Saxons are initially your allies, but remember, they want to be king of England as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah, well, we forgot to kind of... Oh, you may you may have mentioned it, and I just didn't catch it. So this game is it, the starting out is somebody's killed the king, right? Or the king has died. Yeah, something like that. And it's and it's yeah brought civil war to England. Right, because everybody wants to take over yeah all i guess what you know i'm not hip on my history as far as my medieval history but is it is it the um what are the guys called the lords of the land is that what they're called lords yeah six great lords so you take on the role as one of these lords of the land which the lords were kind of like what governors i guess something like that well 
it's more like a, I think it's more like an aristocracy thing. I think they just have the land, and uh-huh. so they just kind of get the title of lord because they pretty much rule over the land that they own. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And then the king uh, would rule over everybody. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. We need a. History. I don't know. We I, need a. We need yeah. like a history. Where's Where's a. Uh, well, no, he was American history. What about Fizel? What did Fizel teach? Where's Fizel in Yeah, he was he was more American history as well. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. I don't so, know. Who, I don't know who to call. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Moving yeah. on. <laughs> Once you've knighted yourself, <laughs> advance through Sherwood Forest. Then on to the status screen. <laughs> I find that funny. Yeah. They mix in uh, like, like all the, this stuff, like the controls in with the story kind of here, you know? Yeah. Which is an interesting take on it. It's not just straightforward. Uh, I do like the the three strengths that each person has. Yeah, here and you It's go. basically based on uh, jousting, swordplay, and leadership. Mm-hmm. Leadership. Which... I didn't know this at first, but uh, apparently the leadership changes based on whether or not you win in jousting and your fame goes up mm-hmm. and, and how well you do in mm-hmm. battles and stuff. Right. Like it goes up and down. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So if you pick a now, guy who's weak in leadership, you could potentially make him better. Right. So now I played, when I played the game, I was Wilford of Ivan. That's who I was too. Because he seemed like the now, easiest to start with. Uh, let's let's go over these characters now. Wilfred of Ivanhoe and w- Wolfric the Wild. They look like people that would be from eleven forty nine A.D. Yeah, they make sense. But let's look at let's look at Cedric of Rotherwood <laughs> and Geoffrey Longsword. Cedric looks these like he sh- <laughs> he looks like he's from like the mid to late eighties, like the WWF. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Scott Hall. <laughs> Where's the toothpick in his mouth? Right. He's got um, he's got the he's got the mullet. He's got the little curls in the front. He's got a big mustache. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Look at that mustache. And that's pretty. That's why his leadership is strong. Yeah, they, everybody looks at that stash and they just they get weak in the knees. <laughs> <laughs> we will follow you to our death. Yes. And then Jeffrey Long. Longsword. That's such 80s. Slick back hair, but the one little curl right there. Looks like, he reminds me of AC, right. Sl- AC Slater. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's okay. Funny. So, so we both picked Wilfred then. Hmm. I just picked him mainly because he was basic at everything, and right. he was also the first one that showed up whenever you had choices. Yeah. Uh... I thought he was probably the best, but looking at it now, maybe Cedric of Rotherwood was maybe the better, because he's got a strong leadership, average jousting, and good swordplay. Yeah, I would think Wolfric the Wild would be the best if his swordplay wasn't weak, you know? Because yeah, you can his leadership's weak too. Yeah, but you can build Cedric leadership like, with good jousting. Yeah, I guess that's true. Stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Okay. The Tournament of Champions, Jousting, the Morning Star. I guess let's talk about the Jousting for a minute, because that's that's the thing that kind of irked me the most at first. <laughs> okay. Uh, because I could not, 
I, I don't know if it's because the NES's graphic quality was subpar in this game or the controls just weren't there, but out of probably 10 tries, I think I knocked the other guy off twice. Yeah, I wasn't very good at it either, and it kind of confused me because at first it looks like in the 3D setting, it looks like you're charging toward each other, mm-hmm. and then the scene cuts away, and then you go to the, like the 2D running toward each other. Yeah, I, see, uh, I, I, you're, I think the idea is you want to hit their shield, like dead center, and that's what knocks them off. Right. But I could never tell when my jousting stick, like I couldn't even see it move. It didn't even look like it was moving. And it was just pure mm-hmm. luck whether or not I could knock them off. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but yeah, then yeah. you go, then you go sideways or sideways, side scrolling, side screen, whatever. And you're, you've mm-hmm. got the morning star, which is like a mace that you can smack yeah. them with. And that, okay. I did like that part. I did like that part. Here's what I, here's the thing about that part. That part just made me laugh at the at when I first saw it because so when you think of like medieval battling with a mace like you're going to be spinning that thing pretty fast you know yeah but if you watch these guys they're just like barely twirling it it's almost like a uh, just like a party and I, all I could think of was the guy twirling it's going woo woo <laughs> <laughs> as he's twirling it. That's all I can think about. I thought of two different things during this. One is I thought of the skippet. You remember the skippet? Oh yeah. The thing you put good. on you put on your ankle and you you jump yeah. and you count. For some mm-hmm. reason, just the pace of the way that thing was spinning around their head, I thought of the skippet. And then it did look like it. And then the second thing I thought of was I cannot remember the guy's name. I may get it wrong, but Petey Pablo had a song, a rap song, yeah. out in the Take your shirt late off. 90s. Yeah, twist it around your head like, like a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking of that. I kept singing that song to myself as I was trying to smack them with my mace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the mace, man, that's a, that's, a, that's a weapon right there. Yeah, that's a pretty serious weapon. Yeah. I can't imagine being smacked in the face with one of them. It's like you hit the shield and it doesn't hurt them, but I'm fairly certain no matter where you hit with that thing, it's going to hurt somebody. Yeah. I wonder how heavy that thing is in real life. Have you ever played uh, yeah. with one? I have never played with a real one. No. No. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe somebody out there can let us know. Yeah. Okay. So buying an army and conquest. Let's talk about the overworld or what I like to call the risk part of this mm-hmm. game because mm-hmm. basically you're buying armies and you, you take into, you're taking turns and then you can try to conquer adjacent lands or just trying to build up your defense you know and when you buy an right. army that ends your turn or if you conquer or something that ends your turn right something right. like that right mm-hmm. so yeah good I was just gonna say um, I had a lot of trouble. You start with an army, but I had a lot of trouble in the beginning, and this may just be me because I'm an idiot. Um, I had a lot of trouble with finding my army because you start with 20 people, but it won't. It says you got to go somewhere and then move your army right out of your garrison and into your actual troops or whatever. And for some reason, I couldn't find that whenever I was first playing this game. And I think it's just because I'm an idiot. Because once I did find it, I thought, "Oh, well, hello, there it is." Yeah. Yeah, 
and that's another thing. I think, you know, that's why I tried to preface this, you know, review section of the, of the podcast. Because it's like, I feel like I'm a little biased against it. And it's really just almost unfair because, you know, I think it's a good game. I just, I couldn't get into it with the little time that I had to play with it. Yeah, I think this is a game that if you play it a lot, you learn little things that you need to do. Um, right. And the little things that, and we'll get into it here in a little bit when we talk about our high score challenge, because we're doing high score challenges every every week now. Mm-hmm. And there's somebody right. in our high score group that uh, is really good at this game. And we'll talk about that when we go talk about the high score. But if there's something about the, I don't know what it is. It's the, it's just, it, there's a lot to this game. And I feel like the more you play it, the the more little things you find out. Mm-hmm. And that's like, therefore, yeah. the, the better you are. Yeah, I think maybe the same person that you were talking about. And I think he's the one that actually requested this game. That's Tim, right. Yeah, that's Tim, Tim. Tim. There's a so reason Tim, why he requested you know, was, it. Yeah, so dude Tim was like putting up these little pointers there. And they were like really, like almost kind of really specific, detailed things. And it was like, man, you, I mean, uh, yeah, there's a lot of games out there that I know little real specific things, but he he's he knows this game very well. Yeah, he was he was the well, I guess we can go ahead and talk about the high score now. He was the only person other than me that submitted a score, but mm-hmm. I think it's because he submitted his fairly early and he beat the game and it just kind of blew everybody else away. They're like, well, we can't compete with that. Yeah, and the way we did the scoring was there isn't an actual score in the game, but you do have money, and so you collect. You collect money through the game, right? Right. And um, you also spend money. and But you earn, each turn you earn so much based on your territory. So we came up with a way to saying, okay, cash on hand, which is how much you have that you haven't spent, plus however many territories you've conquered, whatever your mm-hmm. normal income is, like your base income each turn. And his was his combined was almost like 200, 200 gold or something like that. And the yeah, best I could I'm come up with f- was fifty something, maybe. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it, find it. I don't, can't find it. His score. Uh, I've got his score here. Let me pull oh, it up. Okay. He had 162 points. That was his score. 162. Mine was 70. But I will say the yeah. way I got to that 70 was I. It was kind of cheap because I just spent my. I spent the because the first few turns there's open land for you to for you to conquer right. So I spent my first few turns conquering as much open land as I could and not spending any money. And so that's how I got 70. <laughs> I didn't spend any yeah. money, and then I just conquered as much open land as I could so that my income was up. So it's kind of cheating, now, I guess. Eh, whatever. Do what you can. Mm-hmm. It's not like you were close to winning. Right. No offense. That's, yeah, no, it's <laughs> true. He doubled my, more than doubled my score, so it's not like I really yeah. stood a chance. Right. Uh, now, there is part of this game where you can apparently use Robin Hood. Did, did you get to that part? I talked I don't to him, but I didn't know how to use him. Yeah. I don't, you're supposed to be able to get him to, like, help you. But I don't know where that is or how to do that. I couldn't figure it out. So, I, I know I talked to him and he promised that he would help me, but then I couldn't figure out how to actually get him to help me. 
And I think I'm a little handicapped on this game, too, because I've said it before, and it's almost blasphemy to all the, the, the video gamers out there, but it's like, I'm not a very good RPG guy. I'm not very good at RPGs. This so, is almost this like is, a... It's not even an RPG. It's a... Right. I Yeah. It's, it's a strategy game, so it's kind of like playing like a Command & Conquer or something almost. Stratego. Remember when we used to play Stratego? Oh, yeah. We played Stratego all the time. I love that game. <laughs> it was either sure. There was a there was a broad range of board games that we played at that apartment. It was Stratego, Candyland, Candyland. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, that is weird. That's a uh, and everything in between too. But yeah. Okay, but so what about Stratego the Stratego and Candyland? Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, so that's really all we played. Well, th- we had a reason for Candyland because we kind of turned that into a drinking game because we're stupid kids. Yeah, but uh, well, you know. Uh, right. Yeah, so you got. There's also a couple instances in the game where you can raid. And we'll go ahead and close this. Um, so you you can raid in the game where you can like storm another person's castle and steal all their goods. I guess. Right, and which is one of the, I guess, ways that you're supposed to get money at the beginning. Is do but, a bunch of raids. Yeah, that was a tip from Tim. He said do a bunch of raids in the beginning and use a catapult right. to knock down the wall, but I couldn't figure out how to aim the catapult properly. Yeah. So I never knocked so, down any walls. Yeah. And then the sword Another fighting those, is... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Well, the sword fighting is almost kind of awkward, where it felt yeah, it to was, me. Yeah, it was awkward, but it was there's like a good fencing element to it. But it yeah. felt but it didn't it didn't ever quite pan out for me. Yeah. And I think that it just all boils down to I mean, I know I sound like a broken record here, but I think it all boils down to this is a game that you just have to get good at. Yeah. Before it really can become enjoyable. You know, it's just one of those things you just try to sit down and play it. It's not a Pac Man. You can't sit down and play it and just pick it up right know? right yeah even the even the sword play i mean i could see how you could get good at that because it's it's all about levels of where like you you aim high or aim low and then you can block high and block low and the the bad here's guys a, do that yeah here's a quick tangent why are so such deadly things sometimes called play sword play gun play <laughs> Knife play? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was some gun play going on, and the uh, yeah, putting play at the end of it kind of makes it try to feel a little happier. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. What about uh, what about the graphics? Well, we talked about it a little bit. They're they kind of pale in comparison to the Amiga version. Yeah, but I still think that they're good. Yeah. I agree. I think that they're good thought, until, like, I'm trying to do something like Joust. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some hindrances, but I thought for NES game, they were pretty darn good. Uh, you know, there's definitely a lot worse out there. Yeah. I agree and especially that. the cuts, the, the kind of the cut scenes and the castle, you know, the, the scene where it shows the castle, I thought was very detailed. Yeah, 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 and when you're raiding and like raiding through the castle, or when somebody raids you and you're shooting them with, uh, mm-hmm. we didn't even talk about that. There's, if you get raided yourself, you're shooting them with a crossbow, trying to keep them from coming. Yeah, in. 
So that's really mm-hmm. cool. And the graph what I like about this game is and this doesn't happen all the time on NES games, but sometimes it does. They fill the screen with stuff. You know, sometimes you get a, you get a game like if you think about Mar- the original Mario, right? You have blocks and you have a ground to run on, but then everything else is just blue black, blue or black background, right? right? Well, this game right. they just they fill it with it. there's right. either castle walls or something. The whole game is just full of stuff, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, very detailed, very detail oriented, and I don't know. Again. Uh, I think Aaron Hickman had mentioned that he'd played Dude Hickman, sorry, Dude Aaron, um, that he'd played the Amiga version, and he said it was better. And I just was be curious to see like how detailed it was as well, or if that was something that was added on in the NES version. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. What about the music and the sound? I thought it was I, okay. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was good. I, you know, it's just kind of that middle, uh, medieval sound to it, mm-hmm. whatever that means. Yeah, you it know. does. It has like the I don't even Renaissance know. fair. Yeah. yeah, it makes me feel like I'm at a eight bit Renaissance fair, which <laughs> yeah. it, it fits really well. But it just kind of, I don't right. know, just kind of bored me after a while. Yeah, nothing to you know, nothing to write home about. Nothing to you know. Because there's some 8-bit songs out there that, you know, I can listen to just, like, as yeah, a good we, song. Yeah, we've, we've talked about it. Some stuff you could actually, as long mm-hmm. as the, as long as your wife doesn't hear it and call you a nerd, you could listen to just <laughs> yeah. any time, you know? Right. But uh, this one, I don't, I wouldn't find myself doing that with. No, no, I wouldn't either. It, it fits the game, and it doesn't distract from the game, but it's, it's not, it's not, it doesn't blow you away either. I don't know. Is there anything else about the gameplay that we missed that we need to talk about? I do want to mention the box art. Now, the box art for the NES version is different from the Amiga version, but I'm stealing this from a guy. I didn't come up with this myself, but after looking at it, and if you've got a picture of it, you want to check this out. Okay, hang on. Let's pull one up. It says the guy was talking about the box art, and he said it. Not every day that you see Michael Bolton saving a damsel in in distress. And the guy on the box art does look like Michael Bolton. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he may have modeled for it. Like 80s Michael Bolton, not new Michael Bolton. Oh, okay. Okay, hang on. I'm going to pull it up real quick. Yeah, for those, you're going to want to see those, that. Uh, watching. Michael Bolton being the guy on the right? Yes. Uh, yeah, I could see it being my. I could see that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Is this Michael Bolton back in the? Um, oh, what was his big song? There's your cat. Yeah. Hey, I've yep. got a train. You've got a cat. Train and the cat yeah. every week. Every week. That's at least that's at least <laughs> one thing. Maybe the only thing that everybody has to look forward to. Consistent. Yeah. Yeah. That that's Michael Bolton. I was trying to say, what's the, what's the name of that big that song you had? When a man loves a woman, is that that Michael oh, yeah. Bolton? He does that ver. He yeah, he does a version of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Cool. I don't know. I think we covered the game fairly well. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's worth the worth it to have in your library? 
I think it's worth what it's selling for. Which is what, yep. about five or six bucks? Yeah, you know, going on up to ten. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I would pay up to ten. I like it at the five price range. Yeah. Um. But again, we talked about this. What what did we talk about this on? There was another game that was around this price range, and we talked about not getting it because of better games in the price range. Yeah. I can't remember what that, that game was. That is true. But I remember thinking... It was one that we did recently. Get, it was one that we yeah. did recently. But. Yeah, because I remember thinking Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. Kung Fu is a great game that you could have for five bucks. And I would right. get that if you don't already have it. I hate to keep right. bringing up Kung Fu, but... So it was but a game after Kung a, Fu. If you have a massive NES collection and you're just looking for another game and you don't have this one, go for it. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would get this one. Yeah. Definitely. Um... Hmm, I wish How about I some retrofitted trophies. Oh, we can go ahead and do that, yeah. We can go ahead and do that. Yeah. Home Alone, okay. by the way. It was Home Alone. It was Home Alone, okay. Yeah, it was Home Alone. Retrofitted trophies. This is the segment that... Oh, that's when they stole from y- us. That, yeah, they stole okay. from us. But <laughs> Michael apologized for it, so... Okay, it's fine. So... I won't say. All forgiven. Yeah. We're not, I, very, we're not very litigious I podcasters. <laughs> I will call off my trope of Apple-like lawyers. <laughs> All right, so that's Richard your first Pichu, trophy. Have... It was Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, yep, that, that's <laughs> Home Alone. All right, I have two. I have three, and I swear I had a fourth one, but I cannot remember it. Okay. So if I remember it as we go through, I'll let you know. All right, my first one is uh, Kevin Costner would be impressed. And that is find okay. Robin Hood and beat the game. Use Robin right. Hood and beat the game. All right. Mine was, my first one is don't blink because it almost, like I felt like at, on the jousting, it's like you're you're running toward each other and then it cuts to the 2D version. And if you get the don't blink trophy, you win at jousting. Okay. All right. That's good. All right. My second one is Putin rejoiced. And that is when the red team conquers the map. Because get it? Red, Putin. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Putin's favorite color is red. Yeah. It better be. <laughs> All right. How about um, the woohoo award? And that is win <laughs> at the mace battle. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because you're talking about the guy at the party. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. And my third one was, did you say Abe Lincoln? And that (laughs) is beat one of the beat one of the one of the uh, jousting or the mace battle or the sword fight while having your eyes closed Mm. as a homage to to Blinken from Robin Hood Men in Tights. tights. Abe Lincoln. Did you say Abe Lincoln? Uh, that's so. a good movie. Yeah, oh yeah. All right, so uh, game rating. Game rating, and there's not a lot I could do with that. That's that's the that's the rating for the game. That's what it is. The game rating. What do you think they do in that segment? Uh, rate rate the games and each other's performances. All of the games. All all of the game. Anything that is a game. Mm-hmm. They rate it. 
Ooh, How are we going to rate this, this game? Could be a Robin Hood movie. This isn't a, a Robin, Robin, Robin Hood. Hood movie. Yeah, I know this isn't well, Robin, Robin Hood's Hood in the game. Okay, Robin Hood's in the game. Okay, all right, I'll get, I'll, I can go with that. I'll go with that. Or we could do medieval movie. Uh, no, I like Robin Hood movie. Let's let's really narrow it down. Okay, okay. You go first. Let's see. So we've got the Disney Robin Hood. We've got Robin Hood Men in Tights, and we've got Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Uh, and you also have give it a, Russell Crowe's Robin Hood, whatever it was called. Oh yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know the name of that. I, let, I'm going to give it Russell Crowe's Robin Hood because you don't even know the name of it. Because you know, it's a. I think it, it was a more serious take on it, and this is kind of a more serious game. And it's one at that movie you're going to have. I think it's a long movie. You're going to have to sit down for you know a couple few hours. And this game takes you have time. To devote to some time to that movie and this game. Right. Okay. Get to devote some time to this game. Yeah. I guess I'll go with the Kevin Costner movie then. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's deserved. This game does not deserve the rank of Disney's Robin Hood or the rank of Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah. Because it's not that good. Yeah. But I was a big fan of of the uh, Robin Hood Kevin Costner movie when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty awesome, and uh, so I think this game's good enough to be Kevin. It's Kevin Costner worthy. Yeah, that could be a new phrase. It's Kevin Costner worthy. No, you can't make a phrase. You can't. You can't. You can't deem a phrase, or else it doesn't become a phrase. That's right. Unfortunately, I Men and Tights is best Robin Hood movie though. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Hands down. Yeah, hands down. Okay, and just making sure we're on the same yeah, page. And here. then probably the, the Disney one. Yeah. And then I've never even Precisely. seen the Russell Crowe one. No, I haven't either. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure there was one that was made like a long time ago, too. Oh, I'm sure there's more than what we're talking about. There's got to be right. a handful more, at least. Robin Hood's a pretty popular right. dude. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, All right. We got listener feedback. Listener feedback. Okay. Do you have it pulled up, or do you want me to pull it up? I can pull it up pretty quick, I think. Okay, you pull it up. I've got a phone email, or not a phone email, <laughs> you know. I've got a phone! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, we have a voicemail. It's really long. I will say it's really long. It's actually a two-parter because it's so long that it would not fit into one voicemail. Oh, boy. It's from from Dude Greg. Okay. We'll we'll try to listen to the whole thing, but it's probably like six minutes long. Um, Okay. Also, I wanted to say, we never did mention this. Um, We talked about the Patreon earlier and how we passed certain milestones. Well, we passed a a Justin gets a microphone milestone, right? And so Justin's using a right. microphone this episode. Yay! So it should sound better. Hopefully it sounds better. Although we still have to get him a stand, so you may hear some bumps against the mic here and there. So hey. we apologize if you've been hearing bumps. Don't don't knock my makeshift stand out of that's made out of a cracker box, a, uh, a thing of lotion, and on the <laughs> other side we've got some... Uh, 
antacid, some Tums, mm-hmm. holding it up. So yeah. don't knock it. Don't knock it till you try it. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you to everybody okay. for that. And also, by the way, thank you to Tim from Comic Nerds Unite, Dude Tim from Comic Nerds Unite, and uh, Star Wars Nerds Unite, because he did attempt to give us a microphone. Yes. But Justin's computer is too fancy. And it's got does a new, newfangled. Right. It does not have a microphone input. The old school style microphone input. Yeah. It's only got a USB. Head, yeah, headphones are USB only. So thank you. Thank you to Dude Tim, but unfortunately we're not able to use it. We can ship it back to you if uh, if you want it back. Alright, let's try this uh let's try this voicemail. You ready? Okay, it's eerily silent. Maybe it's just six minutes of silence. He forgot to hang up the phone. <laughs> he didn't actually leave anything. All right. Let me fast forward here. Nope, that one's nothing. Let's try one more time. Let's try, actually, let's just try part two. See what happens to part two. Is that your cat again? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. He does what we call it, the call of his call of the wild. He's got a call of the wild? Yeah, he does this quite often actually. He just meows loudly. Okay, so technical difficulties, and I'm terribly sorry, Greg, but I cannot get the voicemail to play tonight. It's it's trying to act up. Well, it's you know calls again. Maybe. Call us again, Greg. Actually, maybe we can... He may not have to call us again for next week. Hint, hint. Ooh. Dude, Greg may not actually have to call in for next week's show. Tom Arnold would be impressed. Yes. Okay, so... Yeah, yeah, you got anything besides... Well, um, I am trying to find the feedback for that we put up, but uh, that's... Are you on your phone? Coming. It's yeah. in the pinned post. It's in the pinned post. Oh, how dare you. I'm trying to make it easy. I know. I can hear you scrolling yeah. through, through your new microphone. Oh, yeah. I can see that on my audacity. Here we go. <laughs> now we've got... Now we've got... Uh, Panda Guzman Peter says, It's too late for an April Fool joke, dudes. <laughs> Okay, Gabe Van Van Gilder. I hope yeah. I didn't no, I butcher you that. It. You got it. It's not as bad as everyone says it is. I liked it back then. Not so much today, probably. LOL. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, you know, I really want. I really want to say something about uh, Peter Panda's comment, but uh, no. Let's yeah. No. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Paul Stevenson said. Conceptually great, mechanically bad, but was, uh, but so was Ultra Skate or Die. After getting hang of the controls, it's a pretty good game. Yeah, that's kind of what uh, we said. That's, that's, that's yeah. good. Eric the Bruce said, I had high hopes for this game on the NES, but I played the PC version first, and the NES version didn't quite stand up. Graphics were not as good as could have been, and play control was awful. 
Retro trophy, holy moly, making the biggest hole in the castle wall with consecutive shots. That's a good trophy. Yeah, I like that. And he kind of answered our question that we were talking about earlier. Uh, the ver- the Comparing the versions. Humberto Montoya said, never even heard of this one. I guess this comment won't make for a good feedback. Can't wait to hear the episode. <laughs> well, okay. It made it on the show, Humberto. Uh, Jacob make, Jacob McClanahan said, uh, never heard of this one. I'm intrigued, even though I see nothing but terrible things being said about it. <laughs> Dude Hickman says, uh, best version is probably Amiga. NES version pales in comparison. Joe Copel? <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe. Okay. I remember the controls being horrible, but I also remembered loving this game as a kid. I guess I'm going to have to pick this up and see if it still holds up. Or not. Hey, 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 Liam. I'll be out in the Okay. You better tend to her. <laughs> better tend to her soon. You're not being okay. a very good dad right now. That's right. I'm going to start over with Joe's comment. Joe Copel says, I remember the controls being horrible, but I also remember loving this game as a kid. I guess I'm going I'm gonna have to pick this up and see if it still holds up or not. Tim Mel- Tom. Shit. Tom Miller, not Tim. Timmy. It's not Timmy. Tom. Tommy. Played the HE double hockey sticks out of this one uh, on the Amiga Amiga back in the day. Looking forward to seeing this episode because I remember next to nothing about it except that jousting was involved. Man, everybody had an Amiga but me, sounds like. Yeah, really. Did you have an Amiga? I didn't even know that they were that popular. No, I did not have an Amiga. I did have an Apple II. Not a... Not a Amiga. David Book said, never heard of it. Daniel right. Walker said, this is one of the first games I picked up after restarting my NES collection. I'm a huge history and strategy fan, so it was really up my alley. Clayton South said, I like the game. I like that this game is hard and that I died within 15 moves more than I cared to count. Good game. Wish I were better at it. And Tim Van Autrieve said, this is one of my favorite NES games currently and from my childhood it was so challenging and i love the various mini games you could you had to be good at to win the game i finally beat it as an adult going for the two dudes high score challenge Woo! all right so we inspired greatness yeah as usual and he even he even said uh two dudes motivating gamers since 2013 or 2014 it and was then 14, you corrected yeah. him with uh, February 2014. And Greg... Although, although Justin and I have been podcasting since 2013, so... This is true. This so. is true. And Greg Polander. I uh, did my thoughts via voicemail already. Yeah, sorry <laughs> about that. Sorry. And I got pretty long-winded on this great game. And also broke our voicemail. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. Not really. But uh, <laughs> okay. do you hear that? The v- I did hear the. No. 
Oh, the screaming? The cat? Oh, what is it? Yes. Is it that Leah or the cat? The cat. Sometimes I can't tell the difference. That's the cat. That's the cat. <laughs> and he's in another room. And you can still hear him. That's his, he's, trying to, he's trying to holler at the ladies. <laughs> Apparently. He's fixed. So I don't know what he's doing. But <laughs> Well, he's saying, hey, ladies. Can't get none of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even want it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we so have an <laughs> we have an iTunes review. Okay, I, good. Let me read it real quick. Uh, it's actually maybe we've already read this one. I don't know. It's bring water everywhere. Is the is the person who wrote it for us? The dudes have it. Five stars. These dudes are great. Love hearing about old Nintendo games. My favorite part is the retrofitted trophies. Hilarious. That's Sweet. It. Yeah, thank you for Sweet. that review. And feel free to send more reviews, especially if you love awesome cat jokes. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, <laughs> I don't even want it. <laughs> That's too good. Okay. All right. Do you want to mention anything about April Fool's, or are we just going to let that hang? Well, I was going to let it hang because I was hoping somebody would somebody else would bring it up. But, yeah, we did an April Fool's joke. Woo! Anybody notice? Yeah, thanks. We put a lot of hard work into it, and nobody even made any mention. I think it. I think it was just so obvious to everybody that it was an April Fool's joke that they just kind of said, "Nah, okay, April Fool's." But yeah. then Justin and I put in all this work, and we got Dude Hickman to write us a song, and we got we got old Nick DeMarco to actually write up a huge right. article about it, and then everybody just kind of blew it off. So yeah, no, thanks did. for yeah. that, Deep Batters. Thank you. Yeah. All right. All right, tell them where they can find us. Well, two dudes in a nest.com, nestdudes.com, and. What's the third one? I think I it's N- Nintendudes, maybe? Nintendudes, of course. The best one. I forget it every time. Uh, so find us on Facebook. Go to the group. It's a, a lot of activity going on over there, a lot of good discussion. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, I guess um, some some show news about that real quick. We did have a group and a page, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying yeah. a little experiment now because it's it's pretty dumb for us to just post the same thing in two different places. So what right. I've done is I've turned the Facebook page into a just kind of an I guess it's called an aggregator of mm-hmm. of the group's posts. So now anybody anybody who posts in the group. It gets spit onto the Facebook page. Yeah. So. And then today I accidentally set it up to where I automatically welcomed anybody who joined the group. And all day today, it's shown me welcoming everybody who is already in there. So <laughs> I apologize yeah. for that. If that continues, I guess I'll have to stop that. But I was hoping that it would just, anytime somebody new joined, it, I would have a little blurb that says, welcome so-and-so. And then everybody could say, oh, here's a new guy. Welcome, get to know everybody. Instead, mm-hmm. what happened was I set it up and my automatic thing just decided I just want to welcome everybody all over again. So Yeah. Welcome, oh, welcome. everybody. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh right. you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher as well. Leave us. And you leave can us always reviews. call us. Yes, you can call us. I don't know. Hopefully if- it'll work. Greg, I don't know if Greg completely broke it so that nobody can call Greg. us now, but uh, right. that number is 
775-773-8761. Exclamation point. Because some of our D-patters thought that was funny. So I'll throw that on there. <laughs> All right. Or 7-Retro-1. Right. 775-7-Retro-1. Yeah, 775-7-Retro-1. And uh, shout out to the Retro Junkies. Go Woo-hoo. go listen to them. Retro, yeah. I'm not even going to try to name them all because we always screw them up. We forgot the Nosewear Gamer last time, though, so we better say something. Say, hi, Nosewear Gamer. Go go listen to him on YouTube. Watch him on YouTube. Nosewear Gamer. Good stuff. All right. All right. Good show. Here comes the noises for next week. It's another Patreon pick. This one was picked by Greg, and he actually donated to the point where he's going to come on the show with us. So thank Sweet. you. Thank you, Greg. Looking awesome. forward to it. And don't forget about the GoFundMe, Elliot Crabtree. Go check that out and yep. donate if you feel so moved. All right. All right. Here, here's the noises right here.